welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show, uh, the second episode that we're doing both on YouTube and where you normally get podcasts and whatnot. Um, desks weren't in the budget, and if, if you see <laughs> if you see my iPad flying, um, it's because I talk with my hands and my hands are full. Yeah. But um, we'll get a we'll get a desk as soon as we get a couple more patrons. We'll get a desk. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, this is the second episode that we're doing where we post it both to uh, regular podcast sites as you expect from us, but we're also posting it over on um, YouTube, which has been pretty cool because we got a uh, we got some added conversation uh, from that. We got some um, expanded conversation, different perspectives, which is really interesting because we were talking about such a unique topic last week. Um, definitely a little bit more topical than this week where. This week's very lore heavy. Yes, very we're talking lore. about a lot of lore events. Um, kind of trying to, I guess, understand, dissect, discuss uh, force visions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trope throughout Star Wars. Um, some like it, some don't. And I personally love it. We, they're weird. They're cool, and a lot of interesting things happen, which is why we wanted to have the conversations. Uh, because Yoda has a couple um, throughout the Clone Wars in the final um, yeah. arc, and. We're talking about that in the Clone Wars rewatch. So if you were coming to hopefully dissect all of that, that's that's um, coming. Well, no, uh, this comes out on Wednesday. Yes. That was yesterday. Yes. So go to that where we talk. It's confusing. It's very Don't try and understand it. Just do what I say. Uh, go back to, to yesterday and, and listen to that podcast episode. And we're talking all about the finale of the Clone Wars and those visions and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then come back to today, where we're just talking about all the other instances of Force-related uh, foresight, and just trying to wrap our minds around it, because there's a lot of different instances, mm-hmm. um, there's different perspectives, there's a lot of different interpretations even, and so, um, yeah, we just thought it would be an interesting topic. Foresight, more like foresight. Foresight. That was a very forced joke. Hey. Hey. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's our topic for the day, Visions of the Force. We put it out there a little late, but we put it out there on um, social media and such, trying to get other people's uh, perspectives, questions, opinions on stuff. So we had a couple that we inserted in and kind of added to the show a little bit. So, But now you can see um, our beautiful setup. We tried to theme it off of what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, if you can't guess what the parts mean, maybe they'll make sense later. Um, but there's also, so there's topic related stuff, but then there's also just, there's IG-88. My boy. And then there's some Rebels stuff because... It's coming. Rebels is coming this Friday. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> we don't, we're not, we don't do the Clone Wars and we're not going to do Rebels uh, filmed. We're not going to do it the double no. format unless there's a lot of interest for it. Let us know. But we're planning to just do the main shows this way. So since we're not going to get to show off... Rebel stuff, we thought we'd put it there. Yeah, and also, if you look real close, there's a tiny pumpkin on top of Wicket's head. Yeah, can, I think that's in frame. I think so. It is in frame. Okay, well, sparkly pumpkin. Also, Big Wicket. Big Wicket. Big Wicket. Big Wicket, small pumpkin. Um, these are more, if you didn't, um, if you're not on Patreon, then you didn't get to check out our after show last week where mm-hmm. we showed off uh, another one of these larger Funkos. Oh, um, it's so big. Child-sized. It's a Ursula one, so we talked She's... about some cool stuff. I like holding my 10-inch figures like a toddler, because yeah. it just makes me feel like a mom. So oh, a that's that's another reminder. Um, so last week, in addition to doing YouTube, we also started doing an after mm-hmm. show. It's over on Patreon, and it's ex- it is exclusive. So it's not like 10 things where eventually that comes to YouTube. Uh, it is just a pure Patreon exclusive. And yes. so, um, and if, say, if you want more Nerd Herder, check it out. Yeah, I will say my largest Funko Pop is sitting right off screen. It's a 10-inch Bulbasaur. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's just different portion. Well, he's got, he's like, he's on all fours, and he's got the bulb on the back, which I think adds to the size. He's dog-sized. <laughs> like, yeah. a small dog, but still. He's like, buddy-sized. He's, oh, buddy. <laughs> As her parents' dog. Oh. He, was a, he was a little Yorkie, so, of course, a Funko... Yeah. Bulbasaur is much larger than a Yorkie. Um, yeah, he was he was fourteen years old. Yeah, old. So he was old. So um, yeah, and I put out there on Twitter. We'll probably show some of more some more of our Funkos because we do have a yes. lot. But uh, but yes, Patreon after show support what we do and get 
a little bit more nerd herderness. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you're giving money to it, you gotta love it. So who who wouldn't want more nerd herderness? And speaking of supporting things that you love, this necklace, which is the um, the Mortis dark side symbol, I guess you could call it. It's just the dark side symbol. The dark side symbol is from Squadron Goals. Yeah. On Etsy. Yep. And she makes fantastic stuff. So uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of news to talk about. Uh, this week, which is good because that gives us more time to uh, dig into the topic of the day, mm -hmm. um, which is liable to be a full topic. So uh, it, it actually works out. We talked about the topic of the day. What's the word of the day? The word of the day is l let me finish. Ah! <laughs> Scream, piglet! Don't. She's not happy. No. She's laying on a blanket in a warm room. Her life is so hard. Right. You slept all day, I know All it. day. So, she's below us because she has to be near us to be reminded that we have not abandoned her while we're yes. recording. If we, um, if we move slightly to the right, she'll begin to scream. Yeah, so, but, uh, no, so, uh, in book news, um, Star Wars Reads is coming in October. Um, if you don't know, this is a reading encouragement program event sort of thing mm -hmm. between Star Wars and... A lot of local venues, um, our library hosted one last year. Most places, there's a lot of Star Wars Reads events, so mm -hmm. um, definitely get out there, check out, and see if any of your local libraries or bookstores are doing anything for Star Wars Reads. You'd be surprised that most probably are, um, and get involved in that. If not, yeah. um, consider hosting your own and, and reaching out to start your own. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be crazy, it can just be about encouraging others uh i mean it's a it's meant to be about encouraging others specifically kids about reading mm -hmm. and so it doesn't have to be big and and what better way to encourage kids to read than to read star wars mm -hmm. so um that's coming october you can check out starwars.com for more event uh event information and all kinds of other stuff mm -hmm. um and if you're in the greater georgia area like around augusta Come to ours. We'll be I'd there. be surprised. I mean, I like obviously <laughs> Michael and a, and a couple of others, yeah. but uh, but yeah, um, pretty yes. sure that our local library don't come to us. Come to me. Our house is not that big, um, but uh, our library, uh, our downtown library, yes. hosted an event and seemed to talk about as if they were definitely planning to do it again. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's a way to be involved. Yeah. And so, um, also with Star Wars books, um, Star Wars Myths and Fables uh, and Crash of Fate are out now. Um, yes. As of Tuesday, they were released. And so, uh, we're excited to talk about those and check those out. Specifically, Myths and Fables. I'm excited for Crash of Fate, don't get me wrong, but Myths and Fables is like up my alley in terms of weird Star Warsiness. Yes. Uh, and whatnot, so I'm excited for that. And I want to mention that thing that I just did with my glasses. It was completely intentional. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely intentional. I just wanted to get them on my face um, We are also, so uh, with that, we're reworking our book review schedule, partly because we had planned to talk about Thrawn pretty quickly after it released, but then... Um, well, that, but also you haven't seen anything with Rebels, mm -hmm. and that's part of the story, so I did not want to... I want, I want you to get to Thrawn and Rebels first before we start talking about the books. That means that talking about the Thrawn books is going to be down the road a good bit, um, but for you to more properly experience things and, and whatnot, mm -hmm. I think that's better, um, because otherwise we'd be talking about a majority of Thrawn's story and then watching Rebels, and it's kind of, there, you know... There's yeah. this many Rebels episodes, then there's this book, and then there's this many Rebels episodes, and then there's this book. And so it's one of those instances where you kind of have to be within the show um, and such to get get the full story. Hmm. So I feel like it's better served to wait until you get to that point in Rebels. So that's going to be way down the schedule. Um, Alphabet Squadron will be coming this month, and um, we are looking at... We have to wait until we get our hands on like myths and fables and whatnot. Um, Crash of Fate's a traditional book, so definitely we'll be talking about that one, but Myths and Fables, I hope we can talk about. It depends if it's... Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be like a reference guide, so we'll see. But just know that we're going to be working out our... Yeah. Uh, the best schedule for talking about Star Wars books and whatnot, and that will be a um, YouTube thing. So if you're not subscribed to us over on YouTube, then do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed, do that. Yes. 
Where you I say can't something? wait to read about to talk to talk to, to the thing that's underneath Sereno in Dooku. The to talk to the Tanocticlon, the big monster. Uh huh. Can't wait to read about that. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> what is it called? Um. To to talk to. It's terracotta or something like that. <laughs> Terascasi? Terascasi. Yeah. No. Dryden taught me. Um, yeah, it's like terracotta or something. It's like to a taco? Taco cat. <laughs> it's a taco cat. <laughs> taco cat. Just the ground rumbles and Sereno just me. Yeah. Um, an, an interesting category of news, uh, Discord news, which is also kind of Patreon news, which is also kind of everything nerd herder news. Mm-hmm. Um, we're adding in a new feature with Patreon to where um, there's going to be more Patreon exclusive channels to nerd, uh, to our nerd herder, our nerdy verse. It's part of our network, um, but to our Discord, mm-hmm. uh, it's super confusing. But um, to our Discord, we're going to be adding Patreon exclusive channels, meaning you have to be a part of Patreon starting at at least one dollar uh, to gain access. But essentially, what it's going to be is we're going to have channels where we post. Uh, questions and um, start discussions that lead into episodes so for instance we're gonna have a rebels rewatch channel where we're gonna say hey this week we're talking about these episodes Um, check it out and let us know what you think of these episodes if you have anything that pops out at you any favorite moments so forth so like we're literally going to be talking about the episodes with you and then building the episodes and you and your opinions and thoughts can get on the episode and we'll be doing that with rebels we'll be doing that with books we'll be doing that with a lot of other things um and at the highest tier of patreon support you actually get into the discord channel called episode builders where you are along with us in the main show topics and other things to where we say hey we're talking about this what do you think hey uh what's your favorite this and and basically by being a part of patreon you get more direct input to episodes and you get more spotlight in episodes and so uh, if you'd like to have a greater part in the conversation uh, then we recommend that you check out at least a dollar a month over on Patreon and join our Discord and get in there. There's still a general chat and community tab on there to where we can just chat and hang out and uh, share Star Wars memes and and just have fun Um, but as far as um, getting rooted in uh, what we do um, that's going to be something we do for Patreon's upcoming, so that's exciting. Um, we're talking about Rebels. Uh, we're starting that this Friday, so if you'd like yes. to get in on the conversation now, um, then definitely check out our Patreon page following this episode uh, and see how you can be a part. It starts at $1 a month, so it's really not that uh, much of an investment, uh, but it goes a long way to us to support the show. So Definitely. Um, yeah, there you go. So that's kind of the news, which most of it was about us, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> but it's fine. you have any more Us news? Not really. Am I supposed to? No. You said that kind of forebodingly. I've lit so many uh, Halloween, well, not Halloween, fall-themed candles. I'm pretty sure it's Halloween It's themed. Halloween. Let's be real. It's Halloween themed. I'm pretty sure the inside of my nose is going to smell like uh, pumpkin spice for the next three years. Yes. I can't I'm wait so until excited. Christmas when I can do pine again. You can do pine any time of year. Uh-huh. It's a great it's, smell. It's, it's choked out by the, the pumpkin smell, but it's fine. Just got three more months of Halloween. I can't eat pumpkin pie, so therefore I must smell it. Who would want like to? It. Me! I don't like pumpkin pie. Get out of here. I don't like pie. But I do like Star Wars. So, want to talk about Star Wars? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, that's much more exciting than pumpkin <laughs> pie. <laughs> I, I miss pie. I don't. Um, so again we're talking about uh, force visions uh, visions of the force we're looking at instances where some trippy stuff happens with the force and certain characters and we're going to talk about some of the more well known instances of force visions like obviously the cave um, scene in the last Jedi we're going to I'm pretty sure it'll come up at some point the um, the cave on Dagobah with Mm -hmm. Luke you know, instances of where people are, obviously, that's what your mind jumps to with forced visions. But we're also going to talk about other things and forced visions in other media, including um, TV shows, comics especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of look at, I mean, 
trying to, I guess, understand force visions mm -hmm. because again, like, I mean, and I mean, it's even an element of the lore. Force visions can go any which way. Yes. Um, they can be interpreted different ways, and certainly Star Wars fans interpret them in various ways. And certain things can be interpreted as force visions, specifically Mortis. Yes. I mean, there were, sp there were visions on Mortis, but yes. as to whether the whole thing... So, yeah, stuff like that, where... Mm -hmm. And what that means. What does that mean for our understanding of the Force? What does that mean for our understanding of these characters? What does our, that mean for our understanding of Star Wars as a whole? Because, obviously, a, a big part of Star Wars is the Force. And I think Force visions are some of the clearest glimpses into sort of the economy of the Force that we get. Because it's just the force communicating mm -hmm. to a character or to a group of characters. And we get the eagle eye view of fans by reading these stories and seeing these stories. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of just sparked by the finale of the Clone Wars because there's some interesting stuff there. Some very um, interesting stuff. But I think we're going to talk about some interesting stuff because I think there's probably at least a couple on here that not everyone that watches or listens to this knows of. I mean, we're going to talk about some that... Yeah, definitely. I've heard of that. I've seen that. Or I know about that. But then I, I'm pretty sure there might be a couple that it's like, oh, I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some are weirder than others and, and whatnot. So it's one of those things where, you know, seeking to understand an element of this story that we love so dearly and also to share. Uh, maybe you're not a comic reader and haven't heard about half of these. Yeah, we were reminded very recently that not everyone goes the deep lore dives that we do. Yeah, we, we want to make sure, and this is just a reminder to us, yeah. I mean, you know, we thought we were doing pretty good at this, but apparently we can do better in terms of making sure that it's on a level that no matter what your fan level is, you have a level of understanding, you know, making sure, mm -hmm. like, not to talk about things as if, like Mortis, not just name dropping that yeah. as if everybody knows what that is and so forth, and so um, we're going to try and do better at that so if it sounds like we're explaining something and you're like oh I already know what that is you do but not everybody yeah. does and we want to be better fans and better hosts um, in in orchestrating this conversation by opening it up to not feel like oh I haven't seen the Clone Wars so I shouldn't listen to this because I'm not yeah. gonna understand it we want you to listen whether you've seen it or not we hope you see it first but that's a lot of episodes to watch yeah. and really we want you to listen and watch the episodes uh, that we put out so so, I'm going to go ahead and say general spoiler alert. Yes. Um, I'll keep saying that, but um, hopefully, I mean, we don't want to scare you off. We want you to listen, but we also want you to experience these things the way you want to experience these things. And we don't want to be, we don't like being spoiled. We don't want to be the spoilers. So, yes. anyway, set up both sides. So, um, I guess to start off, what do you think of Force Visions as a whole? Um in, in all that you, you've seen, read, and whatnot, what do you think of Force Visions? I've always thought of them as kind of like uh, what I understand of the fates in Greek mythology. Like, it's things that could come to pass. It's not, you know, set in stone that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like that's not a fixed point in time yet. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, I... I like the concept of an unsure future when it comes to, you know, future vision and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I, I've never been a fan of the nihilistic view of, you know, this is the future as it's going to come to pass. You're going to try to change it, but you end up making it happen. Although that has happened in Star Wars. But yeah. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy a Force vision view too, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they serve a, a great purpose in story-wise because they kind of tip off the audience as to what's going to happen, but also keeping it vague, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I guess so. Do you, so do you get why some wouldn't be fans of it? I mean, you clearly you, you're a fan of it. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk in a, in a minute, but... <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, you're a fan of it. Do you get how people wouldn't be a fan of it? Oh, like, absolutely. Because that is a criticism. A lot of people aren't a fan. It, they almost, it's almost as much of a sin as time travel in storytelling for some people as to how, oh, time travel, it's cheap. Yeah, 
I mean, as a fan of not only Back to the Future, but Doctor Who, I get why people don't enjoy time travel as a story element, but at the same time, I love it so much. Well, what I appreciate about Doctor Who, it's always made time travel com- complicated. Yes. It's wibbly-wobbly. Yes. Timey-wimey. And there are multiple, you know, timelines. Right, so existing. at least Doctor Who acknowledges it can't just be as, be as easy as go back and fix it, or... Yeah go forward and fix it, or so forth and so on. So, I, and I think that's the general criticism, is there's no stakes because you yeah. could just go back in time and change it, or there's no stakes because they know what's going to happen so they can fix the, the problem. Because the story usually is, you've got a hero and you've got a problem, mm-hmm. and the story is them trying to solve or prevent this problem. So by having four... So, um, like the episode with Ahsoka, yes. where she gets visions. And that's, that's a good point, too, is there's... There seems to be different variety of visions, Mm -hmm. different communications of the Force. But just to keep it general in terms of, because this is more premonitions than visions, I think, because she sees, oh, Aura Singh's going to try and kill Padme. Yes, I get you. So there's an episode of The Clone Wars where she's kind of stricken for some reason. It doesn't quite come back, but she's stricken with visions of events that are going to happen, and the whole episode is her trying to prevent them. So, it's one of those instances where it's like, the criticism, and why a lot of people don't like that episode is, the whole thing is she knows what's going to happen and she's trying to stop it. Yeah, but she doesn't know how it's going to happen. See, cause, yeah, exactly, because like, the reason I like that and the reason I like, there's that Jake Gyllenhaal movie where it's the train, and um, he keeps getting sent back in time yeah. to stop a, a bomb on the train. It takes a lot of tries yeah. because even though he know he's got like yeah. he's got a few minutes and even though he knows he's got to stop this thing he doesn't go in knowing how to stop it so yeah. i think there's still stakes it's just different if anything it's more complicated like the mothman the mothman prophecies you remember that movie richard gear no it's awful sure or like, uh, what's the Christopher Walken Stephen King adaptation? Uh, it's got Silver Bullet. No, it's got. Uh, he was in Silver Bullet. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying things. Dead Dead Zone. The Dead Zone. Don't know. I just said I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I words. I think that's it. Piglet. The Dead Zone. Sure. He was in there with Garlic Junior. Yes. Yeah. She just gave me the most incredulous look. Like how dare you? Um, I was taking a shower. I, I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on your perspective because I don't yeah. quite get the whole time travel cheapens things either. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if those are your opinions, then those are your opinions, yeah. and I think that that can be valid. I I don't understand it, but um, I don't mind time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, most instances that I've enjoyed time travel, it's been. A really good complicated unique style Um, it's never been quite it's not like quantum leap realms of goofiness it is super Um, but also with visions like force visions I don't think Star Wars has ever used it to a point Mm -hmm. that it's been cheap for me again even with even with the Clone Wars episode with Ahsoka it felt like it complicated more than helped the situation and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Definitely. So I think if there's any criticism of that episode, it's just that it just didn't seem to have a point in it And that's something an, we're gonna talk yeah. about. It was an in between an arc. Right. It's just a hey, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Yeah. And and that's something I wanna talk about because it seems like some can or more or are more susceptible to force visions than others. Yeah, and some are more encouraged to lean into their force visions than others. True. Again, referencing that Clone Wars episode where uh, Ahsoka goes to Yoda for advice, and it's a very similar situation to episode three when Anakin's like, hey, I had visions, people die, and Yoda to Anakin is more like... Don't worry about it. It's it's all good, fam. In a a very cheap way to put it, yes. Um, But in Ahsoka's instance, it's more of... Uh, li- listen, feel it out. You know, search your search, search yeah. it out. See if you can figure it out. Funnily, both, funnily enough, both about Padme dying. 
I feel like, though, that's Yoda saying, I trust Ahsoka with interpreting her visions more than Anakin. Because let's be honest, kind of valid point. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. It's valid, but still. So, that's, uh, so again, if you're watching this, that's yeah. a part of the reason Anakin's up here. Um, and Vader, we're going to talk about Vader, uh, is because he seems to have... So Anakin even mm. ha seems to have a connection. Yeah. He saw visions of his mother. He saw visions of Padme. And we know that, at least on one instance, he had a vision as Vader. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, such a good comment. Do you think it has to do with him being the chosen one that he would, in some way, seem to kind of just ha be tuned into the Force in that way? Or... Do you think it's just more of just the story calls for it? Like, I don't... I think... I think it's a dual thing where it has to do some with his being the chosen one, being in tune with the Force, possibly more than others. But he's also in tune with his emotions mm -hmm. more than the other Jedi. Mm -hmm. And he's also more receptive to, you know... You know his emotions within the force if that makes sense yeah i mean it it makes sense that he'd have more clear channel yeah but th so that's the thing though is what do you think constitutes being susceptible to force visions like what what do you think the host has to be or do in order to because it it doesn't seem like it just happens normally it seems like in the two examples that we've given ahsoka and anakin it seems like attachment is a factor like i think both anakin and ahsoka are in some way attached to padme therefore they're more likely to experience force visions about padme that's interesting i mean um i did a smart <laughs> now so but what about when it seems like force visions are forced on an individual i.e sifadeus Cyphodeus doesn't seem to want his visions, doesn't seem to ask for his visions, doesn't seem to meditate on, and like, yeah. oh, let me have a vision. No, it seems like it's just like the Force just busts in his door like Big Bird and is like, <laughs> you're having a vision. It's, oh, that's such like, a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, it, it's, it's, it's almost like yeah. you should be able to control this, but the dam is broken, like the Force just comes through yeah. when it's not meant to the, the waters rise when it's not meant. it's yeah. it, it's interesting what do you what do you, so what do you think is the case surrounding Cyphodeus first of all please darn we're a family show what oh gosh you're fired the levy broke no um water was dry I'm sorry okay you can't say those kinds of things and not expect me to break out into American Pie if but when you start Breaking out into American Pie, eventually you're going to get to uh, the saga begins. Exactly. Every <laughs> time. Every every song progression. that Weird Al has covered, eventually you yeah. start as that song, but then you go into Weird Al. Easy. We know uh, I want it that way, word for word, but eventually we go into eBay. Right. It, it, it just like, happens. Yeah. <laughs> so Cyphodius. Cyphodius. Um, if you haven't read Dooku Jedi Lost, please, or if you haven't listened to it. Well, because... Yeah, Possibly. you can read it soon. It is soon. it is happening, but um, if you don't get it on Audible, that's the only yeah. way. Because I mean, outside of that, honestly, you yeah you get one instance of oh, Cyphodeus had premonitions. Yeah, and that's in the finale of the Clone Wars. That's the spark of that <clears throat> final arc. Is Cyphodeus is a key factor. Mm -hmm. Cyphodeus is a key part of what sparks the whole. I got to go on a journey. Yeah. I got to figure this stuff out from Yoda. And yeah. and so essentially without getting into stories into spoilers for Dooku Jedi Lost, it's newer. I really want people to check that out. I really want to talk about it though. Well, we could talk I mean to a point. <laughs> yeah. So to a point. what I'll set up is that in Dooku Jedi Lost, we journeyed with Dooku throughout his yeah. younger years as a Jedi. And if you don't recognize the name Sifo-Dyas, uh in Attack of the Clones, he's mentioned as the commissioner of the clone army. Supposedly. Supposedly. Master Sifo-Dyas died almost ten years ago. Like... I'm still unsure as to why you say supposedly when huh? you say that. Well, 
Because because Clone Wars finale. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Sifo-Dyas. Spoiler wasn't alert. So right. I gotta get spoiler alert. It wasn't Sifo-Dyas. Sorry. <laughs> you can like flash it up. Right. On the oh yeah. Epileptic shock. Um. Anyway, so Dooku Jedi Lost is an audio novel that explores those younger years, and Dooku and Sifo-Dyas were very close. Mm-hmm. Um. At some point in his maturity, Sifo-Dyas gets stricken, almost like seizures, mm-hmm. with visions of the Force. And eventually, it started to wear down on him, of course, but eventually he just breaks and he sees a vision that the Jedi are going to take over and that the Republic needs an army. And that's how we get the Clone Wars. And so... Such a good concept. He's an instance where it never seems like he could control that. Yeah. It wasn't about meditation. It wasn't about concentrating. It wasn't about searching your feelings. It was about... It, I, I, the best thing I can c- compare it to is epileptic shock. It's it's like just sudden seizures. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So It is very weird. Surrounding his character, how what do you think of, of that? And how do you think that fits into our understanding of... Because it seems like one of those things where it's like, is that a problem with him is that a problem with the force mm-hmm. it can we really justify the force doing that to him knowing the effect that it has oh yeah because it almost kills him a couple of times yeah it's it's a lot yeah so so what do you think i the most the thing that i can most closely like relate it to is stories i've heard and read about of possession mm-hmm. like whether that be you know something that you believe in or not there are many histories of it um, and that's like the thing that makes that's what I think of when I listen to you know Sivadius' story mm-hmm. possession by the force maybe mm-hmm. maybe because they're I don't know well but I think that's fair but then we get into the question possession is usually related to darker spirits demons you know such yeah. so I mean, it's one of those weird instances where our understanding of the Force is that there's... Okay, well, I, this is why I thought this would be an interesting conversation. And, again, feel free. Hit any of the buttons to just really join the conversation on this. We really mm-hmm. want these to open those kinds of conversations. Do you think the dark side is a part of the Force or the way you use the Force? There is no dark without light. There is no light without dark. They are intertwined completely. And I think that's what we learned from Mortis. So if the Force does have both parts to it, then does that mean that the dark side could induce visions just as much as the light side could? Absolutely. I mean, we see that kind of in the Mortis arc. Yeah. So the Mortis arc is part of the Clone Wars where it gets like Star Trek levels of other dimensions weird force beings it just it gets really out there and part of that is we see embodiments of the force we see the father as the balance we see the son as the dark side and we see the daughter as the light side we cannot completely cover the idea of mortis in in this episode yeah uh we did a clone wars rewatch on um those episodes we did a main show discussing it more so i encourage you to check those out for deeper things but essentially the sun and this is a good transition into further points because we're going to talk about this um the sun shows anakin a vision of his future Mm -hmm. anakin doesn't want to see but he does he he becomes aware of the things he's going to do and who he's yeah. going to become. And if you're saying to yourself, "Oh, that's that's you know that that doesn't happen or that makes no sense," it all gets erased from his brain. Yeah, but, I mean that that's essentially the how they handle it is the father takes away the memory of it. Yes. Um, there's a cat. There's a cat. This is Pinky. She's kind of yeah. There you go. She's kind of a jerk. She wanted to be a part of it. She wanted my She heard us talking about the dark side and wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. So. Is dark side. Is the sun dark. representing the dark side gave Anakin a vision. So, yeah, I guess supposedly we could in, interpret it that if the sun is meant to represent the dark side and mm-hmm. 
he could give visions just as easily as I'm sure the daughter could, then that could happen with the force. The cat just drooled like a puddle on my eye. <laughs> she just loves this topic She's so much. so nasty. She's so happy. So gross. Hi, baby. This is what you... So if you're getting... If you're watching this on YouTube, you get a much better experience. Give this child attention so she'll stop drooling. Um, that's why she drools. That's true. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... To continue with Mortis and Anakin, in that instance, the the son's narrative for showing Anakin the vision was. Do you first of all do you think that's the only vision? Do you think that's the vision on Mortis, or do you think the whole thing is a vision? I kind of think that it's the. It, 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 I don't know because I've gone back and forth so much. Like I want to believe. I want to believe that it's not just a force vision because, you know, it. we've heard on Dathomir they have the legend of the the fanged beast mm-hmm. um, is one of their gods. I, I think this is a manifestation of the Mortis gods through a force vision. So, uh, and, that, and that's something we're going to talk about with the whole how does Mortis fit in with what we learn in the Clone Wars finale because another element of the Force is introduced there with the Force priestesses yes. who are part of the will which is the wills was the with original H. yeah W-H-I-L um, that was kind of the original concept for the Force as a whole mm-hmm. um, and Star Wars even was originally supposed to be Journal of the Wills, mm-hmm. and and so there's a lot of lore to the Force. It, it it is just an energy, but apparently it's also embodiments. We yes. get the we get the Mortis gods, father, son, and daughter. We get the Force priestesses. I mean, and if you've seen Rebels, we get the Bindu. You keep telling <laughs> me about the Bindu. What is the Bindu? Exactly. What? Exactly. Is the ben- Exactly. She didn't like our yelling. No. Exactly. Yes. 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 All the yes. Help. <laughs> um, Help. It, it's one of those things. How are they? Are they the force? Are they representations of the force? Are they just connected to the force? It's like how does Mother Talzin appear to be alive but still just like fluent? Yeah, flowing, like evident flowing ace, throughout like, the galaxy. And okay, so and that's an interesting thing is there seems to even be a force ethereal plane. We're gonna talk. So I saved Darth Vader number twenty five discussion, um, yes. the comic issue for the end because there's a lot to discuss and I want to so make, much spoilers. It's just a lot. So, but in there that seems to really confirm, hey, there is some sort of other plane. Yeah. That you can enter. It, it's it's really weird. I would read like an Art and Arcana sized book about the different planes. I don't as it want. To Star Wars. I don't want George Lucas's whole microscopic, symbiotic, midi chlorian exploration yeah. trilogy that he planned to give us for seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Um, God love the man, but I just I was I cannot say that I'd be the slightest bit interested in that. I do want more of the mythology of the Force and the weirdness of it. I don't want the science of the Midichlorians. I want the mysticism of mm-hmm. Mortis. I want I want the weird yeah. stuff. And I'm hoping that that's what we get from Myths and Fables. Some. Some. I, I, and that's, I want to read more about Sith animals. Well, and that's also why I want to go more Old Republic where... That's more yeah. commonplace. The mysticism was still intact. Right, because where we come into the story in, by the prequels, they've very they've clinicalized mm-hmm. the Force and the Jedi and all of this other stuff. And so I think with the Old Republic, there's a lot more potential for, let's get weird with it. Yeah. Let's just have fun with the Force. So. No, just resting. <laughs> anyway. If you if if it seems like we're bouncing around, there is a script to this. But the thing is, in you talking can't. about one, it kind of 
branches into another. Yeah, and also... And it just keeps pinging around. Wibbly-wobbly. Wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey. This is my timey-wimey detector. It goes ding when there's stuff. <laughs> which is my favorite Doctor Who quote from my favorite episode of Doctor It's the best. <laughs> so to try and get through some of what we plan to discuss... Um, I didn't expect so much lead into the conversation to be yeah. so much, but um, who knows? We might even have to do a part two. We'll see. But let's start with, um, let's talk about some specific mm-hmm. force visions. Like that, that was kind of the track is that we would talk about force visions as a whole and then try and dissect individual force visions. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked, I mean, we could go longer, but I think we've done as much as we need to in laying the groundwork for force visions and kind of the weirdness of it and how many ways there are to interpret it uh, especially when you get into mortis stuff that's a very big one for a lot of people of is it or isn't it is it real is it not and what does it mean if it is and so forth and so on but so we put out there like i said on twitter and said hey we're talking about force visions let us know your thoughts all this other stuff Mm -hmm. um jim caprone one of our patrons, hi Jim, thank you so hey, much. Um, he, as always, uh, brought a, any anytime you talk to Jim or tweet with Jim, no one loves Rogue One yeah. and no one loves weird parts of Star Wars quite like Jim, in the sense that it's not it's not so much a competition, but it's like the way he loves and shares that love mm-hmm. is not like anyone else's. It's inspiring, and so. Um, Sure enough, he had a perspective on Rogue One I'd never had, and that's really, really interesting. No, like, I had to go back and watch to yeah, it was see what like, he was talking about. Wait, I never thought of it this no. way. So, um, Jim uh, replied that his favorite Force vision would be uh, Jin's Force vision, mm-hmm. Jin Erso. And if you're like us, that was a quick, like, wait, what? When did that happen? Um, it, before Jetta, Galen tells her, I'll always protect you. Lyra tells her, trust Galen. And then the vision ends with Saw. So it's hinted from the Force that despite how Jin resents her father and Saw, she's going to have to trust them sooner or later. Yes. You're fine. I had always kind of taken this as just a dream that she was having before they arrived on Jeddah. Mm-hmm. Um... But when you do get into, I mean, had you ever thought of it this way? No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were kind of on the same page. Um, Having read the novelization as well as read Catalyst that are both um, great contexts and uh, um, assets to uh, the Rogue One experience as a whole, Lyra specifically has quite the connection and fascination with the force yes. and seems to share that in such a way with um jen and, and jen carries a kyber crystal mm-hmm. which we know are not just crystals but also are objects that commune with the force so it's one of those instant like it could be the force yeah and that that would be interesting mostly because jen's not a jedi or trained in the force or in a lot of ways, I'd even say she doesn't even probably believe much in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a testament to what we've been told and shown throughout the the series as a whole, I'll follow the series, um, is that the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It doesn't belong to the Sith. It flows through us, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, how Shirit wasn't a Jedi, and yet... Sure. He had such a great connection with the Force. True. And he believed in it wholly. I think that is a very interesting yeah. way to look at it, and yeah. I don't see any problem with it. Yeah. I think it works. I think that's super duper cool. And I think it's one of those things, like, the more you you are open to that connection with the Force, and the more you believe in the Force, I think the more connected you are with it. I think it goes back to what you were talking about in terms of, you know, Anakin more in touch with his emotions, more, and as a byproduct, is more in touch with the Force. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, she's going back to Jeddah, uh, uh, and it's kind of, or at least the place she's familiar with, um, certainly the Force is familiar with, mm-hmm. and she's 
on this sort of personal spirit journey as well, I, you know, I think it has to do with, I think she was just in the kind of place where the, it was, you know, she tuned in with the force. Yeah. And I think, I think, I guess that is possible for anyone in some way or another. Heck yeah, man. So, Shoot really interesting. The force. Um, so I wanted to talk, so three, uh, back at, back a few months now, um, they did a series of comic runs, uh, for, yeah, Age of Republic, we had Age of Rebellion, we're currently in Age of Resistance, and it's just one-shot stories about different characters. Three of the Age of Republic character, uh, the Age of Republic comics mm-hmm. had to do with Force visions, yeah, yeah. which is really interesting. Um, one was Qui Gon, um, and he kind of has a crisis of faith and goes on the spirit journey to uh, search out sort of m- meaning to what he believes in. Yeah, uh, he has kind of he has a crisis of faith, and he's kind of starting to see the cracks. Yes, there is a lot of great Qui-Gon quotes and content in this, uh, even visions aside. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend Age of Republic Qui-Gon. It is really good stuff, um, and he's very spot on with his criticisms of the Jedi. Yes. And his solution to, I don't want to be a soldier, I don't want to be, you know, I want to be close to the Force, is to go on a Force journey. Mm-hmm. And... He goes on, he has this vision to where basically he sees that if we fight, it makes it worse. Only in surrender do we win. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's, it's this idea of there's another way. Yes. Uh, there's always a third option. Right. It's, it's really interesting because that's very similar to some of what Yoda talks about in the Clone Wars finale. If you listen to our Monday Motivations, I talked about that. To where he basically says, there's not any winning this war. Mm-hmm. By being a part of the war, we've lost the war. Yeah. And that's kind of Qui-Gon's essence, I guess, in, in, in this Force experiences. Oh, yeah. I, I fully believe that if Qui-Gon had survived up to the Clone Wars, he would have been fully against it. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, where he would have drawn the line. And, and that's where we get into, and I guess there's always these questions. I mean, people have them with real religion and real um, life mm-hmm. in terms of meant to be, destined, all of these things. Like, it seemed like the Force had plans for Qui-Gon. Yeah. What, was what happened on Naboo meant to happen? Or was that, do you think that caught the force by surprise or like? I don't know. It's one of those instances where like things happen and people are like, was it meant to be that way? Did, mm-hmm. it, was that supposed to happen? And it's like, because it does happen, how do we define morality? Mm-hmm. You know, typically in, in real life, it's an instance of how can we define and believe in a God that does allow things like this to happen or it, uh, destines things like this to happen and with Star Wars I see a similar conversation of what do we do with the force if the force allows things like that to happen or um, uh, orchestrates it all together for for those things you know like do you ever think about the morality of the force in that instance no just me just you just me okay (laughs) well that's a boring answer i've always thought of the force as an ever moving ever changing ever you know other adjectives um being not not being but force see but that's that's the thing is like there's a lot of mythology that seems to say there is there is a being or beings or there is some sort of personality but then there's also just it's just energy but this energy somehow has choice in the orchestrating of events and and all that like it's really weird and hard to understand the force it's incredibly hard to understand and spoiler alert it's also really weird and hard to understand 
religion and faith and all that Absolutely. other stuff too. Because I know I kind of touched on on the real life aspect and moved away from it because that can be a whole nother thing. But oh yeah, it's long. You know, big question, little answer, complicated. And you know, in both aspects, it another boring answer, but I I kind of find comfort in not knowing everything. <laughs> like I don't have to know everything about you know certain things and real life or otherwise Mm -hmm. well and I think that goes back to the whole Jedi thing it's just a lot of trust in the force rather than understand the force Mm -hmm. you know Um, I think that's kind of the aspects of it but um, there's definitely a lot of sides that could be interpreted or taken a certain way yeah and it's really really interesting so yeah but nonetheless um, whether Naboo was meant to happen or not, um, the Force continued to use Qui-Gon. Yes. Which, again, go it, with Clone Wars in the finale, that comes to a head in some way, so highly recommend you check that out, because that, yeah. that's an interesting conversation as well. So, but, um, yeah, it's just, uh, that was an interesting one. Maul also got one. Yeah. I don't think there was a li- lot to highlight. I don't think it had much bearing. Yeah, basically he gets... He snorted some dead Jedi. <laughs> So, now, this, now, okay, so that was something I wanted to mention. So, when Maul was kind of first inducted, mm-hmm. um, his hatred and anger and malice comes from the fact that Palpatine more or less made him eat the ashes of dead Sith. Yeah. It, it's more than that, obviously, the, the essence and the dark side of the Force attached to the remains of those Sith imbued in him a... Yeah. Great hatred of the Jedi. So, then... Just, like, taking a big sniff of some ashes. Yeah, basically, kind of like the whole... Kylo, I, I thought very much of Kylo Ren and yeah. Show Me Again. Mm-hmm. I thought very... I, I thought that was an interesting just, connection. Just, like... Because in Episode great. 7, Kylo sits in front of Vader's masks and is like, Show Me Again, The Ways of the Dark Side. And this kind of felt like a whole... What, like... What if it wasn't ashes from Darth Vader? What if it was ashes from Morabad? What for? For that that for Kylo? Yeah, because that would make sense. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's really interesting. Because Darth Vader, at that point that he died, wasn't a Sith Lord anymore. Well, but he had been. But redeemed. even then, how would he have got? I mean, is I don't think there's any lore on those ashes. Like saying, "Oh, it's the remains of." Also, why would you How just? How would they have gotten? Why the would ashes? you put his grand? Why would he put his grandfather's helmet on just any pile of ashes? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I did a smirk. That's really interesting, because that's See, where that's. Sometimes I can do a lore. Uh, and it's actually Malachor, not Morban. Malachor. What's Morban? Um, Morban's bane. Mal- oh. Malachor. Malachor. Yeah. Um, Sithy planets, both, both, no, both Sithy planets, Mm -hmm. but, um, that's really interesting because that, so Malachor is the planet where, uh, Maul kind of gets shown again. That's really interesting. That's such a concept. That's a really cool theory. Cause like he wouldn't be getting nothing from the helmet itself. Right. So it's not really that. That's that's a case for it's not really his grandfather. It's yeah. the, it's just the dark side. I'm gonna go ahead and TM that idea. Because what's interesting about what happens with Darth Maul on Malachor is, and you see this in the Clone Wars, he gets a line, you know, uh, talking about the the chains um, and and, and mm-hmm. freedom that uh, the dark side and hate and all these emotions give and. He kind of gets a really cool when he's kind of crazy line of it's not like the external stuff Mm -hmm. it's the stuff in here yes how long have you been here years and years and years through victory my dreams have broken the chains the chains are the easy part it's what goes on in here that's hard (laughs) it's like they don't tell you about this stuff and how hard it is to get rid of this stuff Man. Basically, the instance of the dark side imbuing with Darth Maul seemed to get give him almost like this schizophrenic force yeah. personality, because he's not 
clearly he's level-headed. We yeah. see that throughout the Clone Wars. But he's also not all together. Mm-hmm. He's very crazed, very animalistic. And it's not till like Mother Talzin kind of helps out with the initial crazy. Yeah, I mean, there like that's a greater example of how he was, how he would have been mm-hmm. completely untethered, just complete mm-hmm. like lost, not himself, not human in any way. I wish he kept the spider legs. That was pretty cool. It it seemed like what he saw and experienced was definitely not just the force but specifically the force passed through the dark side filter yes so that's a great example of how again the variety of force visions and force connections because all he got was the dark side anger hate all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's very different than anything we see from a lot of the lighter side visions and and premonitions and whatnot. So, um, I really, I doubt that connection could ever be made or whatnot, but that's a really cool headcanon of maybe those ashes are also from Malachor. I mean, if he's a fan of the Sith, if he's a part of a cult of the Sith, like the Knights of Ren, it makes sense that they would go out of their way to find these places. They're real places. They're out there. They're mm-hmm. get toable. So mm-hmm. they got toable in them. Was it was was it really just me that when we see Malakor and we see all the you know the ashes the the ashes in the shape of people, I thought of Prometheus. Is that just me? Yeah, no. It's it's a very Prometheus, very yeah. uh, Pompeii mm-hmm. sort of vibe of great catastrophe. I don't care what anybody says. I enjoyed Prometheus. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, I do think we're going to have to call it here. I don't think there's any way to get to the rest of what we plan to talk about. Nope. (laughs) But that's good news for you guys because that means you know what we're talking about next week. We're going to pick this up where we left off. We're Mm going to continue talking about Force Visions and and whatnot. Um, Let us know what you think. This was a really ground-setting conversation starting conversation. kind of episode uh, to the topic of Force Visions. Now that we've kind of gotten this out of the way, we'll be able next week to just dive right in of, let's talk about more Force Visions. And since originally we weren't going to talk much about it because this episode was going to be long, we can talk even more about Darth Vader's vision on Mustafar. Because, boy howdy, it's going to need some time. That's one of my big ones. Um, so, so So to kind of sum up, Force Visions... Not maybe as much of a parlor trick as a lot of people think, but yeah. understandable in some instances. But hopefully from the conversation we've had and shared, um, it's it broadens the horizons of, wow, it's not as cheap as mm-hmm. maybe I thought, or it's not as bad as some people think. Yeah. Because um, clearly there's a lot of conversation that can surround just the Force in general, but also Force visions, because again, we're not just talking about the Force, but how the Force interacts with people. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think of things like Mortis and think of um, the Age of Republic comics that we discussed. If you haven't checked out those comics, highly recommend them. They're really good, especially the Qui-Gon one. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about not only what happens on Age of Republic Mall, but also the five-issue miniseries called Mall. Um, there's three Mall comic uh, series out. So there's not Mall... Up. Yeah, there's Maul, there's Age of Republic Maul, which is a one-shot, and then there is Son of Dathomir. That's a whole different thing. Don't get into that. That's a very different one. But um, we do recommend you check them out because they're instances of expanding the universe and a lot more. Uh, In the description below, if you're on YouTube or on any of the social medias where you follow us, um, hopefully you are following us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, Mm -hmm. um, hit us up. Let us know. Your interpretation of Mortis, your interpretation of uh, the Age of Republic, Force Visions, Maul, Force Visions. That's why um, I posted it on Twitter to kind of get it out there. I wondered if anybody understood why I put yeah. Maul on here and Darth Vader and so much more. So, But that's why we put Maul there. That's why yeah. he's currently laying on the floor uh, because he's just tired. He's so <laughs> He's been through a lot. Um but yeah, um, let us know your interpretation of all that. We want to start conversations with these kinds of topics. That's why we talk about them. So hit us up, especially if you're new to some of these topics. Um, and then just stay tuned. If you're with us on Patreon, then you get an after show after this. If not, 
We'll see you Friday Something like with that. Uh, Rebels Rewatch, Episode 1. And again, remember, join us on Patreon, $1 a month um, or more, but at least $1 a month gets you access to Discord. You can join in uh, the conversation of building our first episode of Rebels Rewatch. We're going to talk about Spark of Rebellion. And you can have direct input into some of the things that go on with the episode and uh, so forth and so on. So it's, it's just a really interesting way, another way for you to be involved and to support the show. Um, to Rebecca Diaz and Jim Caprin, who do support us, thank you so much. Uh, it means the world. And um, know that we are going to be doing a anniversary special over on Patreon. There's going to be more coming of that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it might even be on social media by the time this episode uh, really gets out. But... Uh, we're coming up to a year of podcasting, and we want to do something special with Patreon as a drive to that and whatnot, and a way to mm-hmm. thank those who want to be a part of supporting the show. So, stay tuned for news of that goodness and more. Uh, and with that, I think that's it. Yes. Yes. So, we'll see you later. Stay scruffy, guys, and may the force be with you. Bye bye. <laughs>